Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and I'm the host of the Sales Genius Podcast, where we deep dive into what works and what doesn't in the realm of sales. I have personally spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers, and I'm here to provide you with the cheat sheet to making more deals for more money and ultimately becoming more happy. My mission is simple. I want to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My approach is going to be unique because I believe that the only thing you need to do as a salesperson is provide your prospect with a logical reason to justify their emotional decision. Now, let's go ahead and dig a little deeper into the mind of a sales genius with today's podcast. say that um, you know Joe has has done this for many many years in the area of sales for a lot of different corporations and a lot of different industries he's done a lot with the automotive industry but he has done a lot with a lot of different industries when he's talking to you what I want you to do is I really want you to think about how can you take what he says apply it to your business your industry and your your style not a perfect person don't pretend to be a perfect person if you're not you know uh andy frisella don't be andy frisella be fucking joe it's dave Meltzer for some q a for the day hi joe good to see you you guys ever go buy a car and you don't know how to not get screwed at a car dealer ask joe the bdc genius ingram and that's my bread and butter where i come from but like i love like i always like i love like what joe does sell techniques if you're in the auto industry i'll definitely contact him but he's a great guy he knows all the tricks and the traits in the auto industry business so hit him up hi everyone joe ingram the sales genius i want to say thanks for coming on to the podcast and i want you to understand we're launching off a brand new segment today the new segment we're going to have is called genius talk what is genius talk um, let me step back for a second and say that there is a, a, a phenomenon that goes on in the world today called parent deaf. Now, that phenomenon, what is it? It means you become very deaf to the words of your parents. It means if your mom is talking to you, telling you something, you tend to ignore what your mother says because it's that same voice that keeps coming at you back and forth. Um, I believe the same thing happens on podcasts, on video logs, on anything that's out there. If you're repetitive too much, then you lose a lot of your messaging capability. So I said, you know what, how do I expand past that and provide more value to you, the listeners? And that's going to be the, the actual segment I call Genius Talk. I'm going to invite in other sales geniuses to share relevant information that will help you to sell more today. Now, I'm really excited because this is the debut launch of this segment called Genius Talk. Now, I have a guest with over, he's a sales veteran with over 20 years experience, and he started when he was five. So we'll just start that off right there. Uh, My guest today is the founder of Sales Success Media. They're responsible for Sales Success Stories podcast. 
the Daily Sales Tips podcast, which is how I got connected with them, right? The Sales Success Summit, which is an actual live event summit that takes place in Austin, Texas. It's going to be October 12th and 13th of this year, 2020. You can go to top1summit.com to get information about it. And there's also a book, and you guessed it, it's called Sales Success Stories. And I believe he has a second one in the works too, based on what I was listening to. But I want to welcome to the show a man with a fantastic last name that I don't believe are related, but it's going to be Scott Ingram. Scott, welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you today? Let's I am great. Joe, thanks for, thanks for having me. And, and I, I guess if you call me a genius, then, then I get to claim that I am a genius. Absolutely. Absolutely. My 84 IQ, but I could still talk myself as a genius. So I learned if you put it out there, everybody has to go ahead and go with it. But yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've looked through all of your material. I've listened to your sales tips. I've listened to you share from the heart. And yeah, you've got some genius in you that uh, most people need to learn more about. So um, we did have a discussion before this. We talked about um, let's come up with a topic where you can provide value to the people on the team. But I'd like to start for a second and just say, based on your whole career, I'm looking, you've been bouncing in and out of sales and you love sales. And uh, there's a passion in there that a lot of people don't possess. And so give me a little bit of background on you, Scott. Yeah. So I actually started my career, not quite in sales, although you quickly realize it is sales. I started my first company when I was 20 years old. And if you happen to be a Breaking Bad fan, okay. the name of that company was Gray Matter Technologies. Fantastic. And <laughs> I, I I learned really, really quickly that if you don't figure out how to sell and you don't have clients, you don't really have a, a company. So that was, that was really my sales journey, kind of trial by fire. And then we, we cashed out of Orange County in, in 2004. I've been in Austin ever since, riding an incredible wave here. I'm watching the city double for the second time at this point. Fantastic. And, and I, I really have been much more intentional in real traditional sales roles. And I call myself an intentional individual contributor. I love being in the field. I've certainly had opportunities to lead, but you know what? I already have two kids. I don't need six or eight more. And, right. and I love just, you know, doing, doing what I do. So we're, we're having this conversation. It's February 28th. Uh, two days ago, uh, I made my, my, full, my full Q1 number. So I've got a little over a month to go to really uh, get that cranking. And then uh, just for fun, I, I have all of these sales conversations and it, it really came out of, I mean, I've always been a student of sales. I've read many, many books and, and I have always just been a sponge trying to improve myself and improve my results. And a number of years ago, I thought, you know, this is great. I love this content. I learn a lot from it. But you know who I'd really love to hear from? I want to hear from the people that are doing the very best right now. So on sales success stories, I only interview active quota carrying individual contributors and they're either the number one top performer in the company or I joke, I'm willing to settle for the top 1%. So if somebody's number two on a team of 500, close enough. Right. You made it. You, you made the cut. That's right. That's right. Yes. So yeah, I have a friend, uh, Sam Bakhtiar, who has an actual company, which is the 1% life. And so he is that way. I mean, he think he has like 3% body fat, Mr. Whatever, <laughs> right? I, I'm the opposite at 97%. But um, together, we're a whole person. But uh, that's what I look at. So uh, I threw out uh, a question to you because I got asked this the other day. And I, I put it together on somebody else's interview. And I was like, this is a great question. And I believe there's so many possible answers. But at the same time, I think there, there, 
it's going to come down to a core five or six, but it's going to be what is the top three. So based off of all your experience, everything you've laid out, right, Scott, you've got a wealth of experience that I haven't had. And I know your specialty is more of a business to business. How do you close deals and put people in place, right, to do the right thing and not be the babysitter, right? I love being an intentional contributor. That makes so much sense that's put it out there. And I'm sure it'll alleviate a lot of people's stress that um, I will tell you primarily from the automotive side, what I've always found was, and it just happened the other day, I was talking with somebody and the top salesperson, so the individual person that is the top person, they take them away and put them into management. So they remove them from where they're the expert, whether they actually asked for it or not, right? Somebody who says, I want to be promoted and I want to be in charge of something and I want to do this. I understand elevating that person, but taking an individual contributor that is putting up top numbers for you at the company to then grab that person and throw them into a role where they then manage other people. What I find the biggest headache is we never taught them how to be actually managers. And then we removed our top person from the floor and put them in a frustration segment because I'm hoping you'll touch more people based on a team of people that are with you. Yeah. It happens all the time. Right. And it's why, why do we do this? You know, I think it's, it's, we think that the skills are, are transferable and then the reality is it's two completely different sets of skills. You know, the, the thing that makes you a great sales professional is a totally different set of things that makes you a great sales leader. And, and, and there's very, it's, it's trial by fire too, right? We're not giving them any training. It's like, okay, cool. You did that well, show everybody else how to do it well. And as we talk through the top three, I I think the, the last point that I'll get to, I'll I'll kind of foreshadow to this a, a little bit is you, what made you great is oftentimes different than what is going to make somebody else great, right? We all have different things that we're good at and different strengths. And if you give me your playbook and say, Scott, this is my system. You, you go be Joe and you're going to do amazing. Well, Joe and Scott are different. I can't run your playbook and, and get the same results than if I developed my own playbook. Absolutely. And again, and usually it's with the best intentions, we give you the playbook and then we forget that, oh, by the way, you're a completely different person. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. And it, it may not be the same strength. So one of the questions I posed to you that I wanted to get your take on um, is, what are the three things that a sales associate today, in today's market, 2020, the way things are, what are the top three things that they need to master to become successful in sales? Yeah, then and let's do this. So it's it's not just going to be based on me. This is also based on I've done over eighty of these interviews with with top performers, and this is uh, just consistent themes that I've seen uh, across all of those things. So the first thing is, and this is a really big bucket, uh, but I'm just going to say it's mindset, okay. right? If your head's not right, you're not going to be successful. And there's there's a, a number of components to having your head right. So part, I start with belief. And, and you have to believe, if you don't believe in your product or whatever it is that you're selling, it's not going to work, right? <laughs> right? There's, your, your buyer has sort of a sixth sense and, and you're going to jam their radar if you're saying the right things, but not feeling the right things and not believing in that, in that right? So you've got to believe in your product. You've got to believe in, in your company and your leadership. And maybe most importantly, you've got to believe in yourself. 
Okay. You, you've got to have that feeling that, you know what, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the right things. It's having that level of, of confidence. And I like the word, one of my favorite words is swagger, right? Okay. Like I don't, I don't want to be overconfident. I don't want to have a, bring a lot of ego to this, but I also want to be confident and, and be in a position that I can transfer that belief that I have in my solution and help you, Joe, believe that, hey, this is something that is going to make a difference for you. Fantastic. Yeah, I always throw out the ego part is uh, edging gross out, right, <laughs> of your deal. That's what ego stands for. Because again, I have experienced that before where, again, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. So I love that you brought it up and said, hey, guess what? It's not about in your face, I'm better. It's about I know what I can do. And I know that I can help in that capacity. So. That's right. And let me, let me add one more thing to that mindset thing, because I think that this, all of these conversations that I've had have been so stereotype smashing, even for me, right? I think we all have these preconceived notions about what the very best salesperson is. And a lot of times we think about exactly that. We think they've got this huge ego and they're super hyper competitive and they'll do anything to anybody to win a deal and to be number one and all of those things. I've actually found almost the exact opposite. The, the mindset and the, and the belief patterns, the thought patterns that they have, it's, it's so service centric in what they're doing, right? It's really about, look, if I can help you get what you need, if I can serve you well, all the commissions and the leaderboard and all that other stuff takes care of itself. And if I've done a good job of serving you well, especially with if you're working with, uh, in some of the industries that, that your audience is working in, Joe, it's your opportunity now to get referrals and references and all of those things can, that are going to help you continue to grow your business are even stronger. So you, you win more than once when you really take care of people. And I, I, did, I did an interview with a guy, his name is John Hinkson. Okay. And maybe you can, you can appreciate this more than I could. It sounded like a lot to me. Um, when I interviewed John, he, he was uh, late in his career making the transition into sales. He'd been in manufacturing. He'd been a manager for a long time. And he decided, you know what, I, I always love buying cars. Uh, and I'm going to go sell cars. And in his first three years, he sold 1,600 cars. Nice. And okay. one of the things that he said that I thought was so core is he's like, oh, these, these young guys are coming up to me. They're like, John, how are you selling so many cars? And he's like, you got to believe in your product. He's like, I drive one of these cars that I'm selling. He's like, you're not even driving our brand. You've got a 10-year-old car that's parked around the corner. How, there's no way you're going to be able to sell what what we have because you don't even believe in it enough to buy it yourself. Absolutely. That makes sense. My, my wife, uh, my, my wife is, uh, ran a Fiat store when Fiat first came back into America, like 2013, 2014. But, um, to this day, she still screams Fiat when we go by and see somebody go by, right? She had like special graphics packages put on. She's like, Oh, that one's mine. That one's mine. That one's mine. That one's mine. <laughs> and I always laugh. But she ran the number one studio in the nation for five years in a row. And the reason was, was that passion and that, guess what our driveway looked like? If you, if you go look at like the house I had in Corona at the time, there's a picture on Google Maps that had four of those little baby Fiats across the driveway <laughs> kind of stuff. But I agree. I mean, do you have the passion for the product and are you a believer? That's fantastic. Okay. So let's move on to number two. What's the second thing you think is the most important stuff to get somebody to be fantastic in sales today? 
Yeah. So the second thing is you've got to have a process. Okay. So you've got to have a consistent way that you execute in, and again, variety, varying levels of complexity, right? I work in very large B2B sales. Most of my clients are fortune 500 companies. So my process involves a lot of people, right? I've got a lot of stakeholders in the companies that I'm working with. I've got a lot of uh, individuals on my team that are helping support these deals and, and do all of that work. But regardless what it is, you've got to have a consistent prospecting process. You've got to have a consistent discovery process where you're understanding the, the needs of your customer. And then you've got to have a consistent process to work through the additional steps in that deal and uncovering budget and understanding their buying process and getting aligned with that. And I think it needs to go beyond, to me, closing a sale. That's the beginning. Right. And instead of that being the close or the end to me, like that's the starting pistol. Right. Because now it's incumbent upon us to deliver whatever it was that we just sold. So being able to make sure that the client got what they paid for is, is feeling good about that purchase. And again, be in a position where now I can go back to them and I can ask for a referral. I can ask them to talk to this other a uh, customer that looks just like them that's getting ready to make the same decision. Like, hey, why don't you talk to somebody that's been down this same road before you and worked with us and, and has had that experience so that you can gain that confidence and, and level of comfort knowing, okay, these guys really do know what they're doing. So can I, I'm a, I want to expand on that a little bit more because you touched a great point. But are you finding nowadays that gone is the single point decision maker? And that going <laughs> Certainly in my world. Business, huh? Yeah, I, I think so, right? And, and I think what's happened is the, the shift over the last number of years is it, you used to be able to find these more kind of command and control type of, of business structures, right? Like the CEO, I'm the decider, I make all the decisions. And we've become almost more democratic in the way that we work right now, right? It's really like, no, I trust my team. I've enabled and empowered my team they're the, going to be the ones that are using the solution. They're going to be the ones that, that have to put up with this day after day. Well, why don't you guys go, go make that decision? Obviously, I as a CEO might need to sign off on that. Maybe I'm signing the contract or I'm approving the budget or, or whatever it is. But yeah, you've, you've got a, certainly a proliferation of, of stakeholders because you've got users, you've got economic buyers, you've got the people that are holding the actual purse strings. Maybe it's the CFO that's signing the actual document and you've got to account for all of that. Like every one of those individuals is, is going to have to be lined up for you to complete your deal. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I, what I'm finding as well, and that's why I wanted to bounce off you is that I myself am selling into businesses. And what I find is that if I were to go into a dealership and say, let's talk about training. It's almost immediately that the general manager calls in, let me bring the office manager in, let me bring the, the general sales manager in, let me bring the service director in to bring them all in because their answer was, it, I, I see that for some reason we've gone past the point of this is what I wanna do and I want my team to implement it. It's now more of the consensus buy where I've gotta win it over now for five people in a room as opposed to sitting down. So I can see that all of a sudden, if you have a process like you outlined, right? What is my prospecting, but what's my discovery process? How do you get them through? So can I tangent off a little bit and say, how do you address the other people in that room? Because that is your 
experience level. I'm cheating right now. I'm using the genius of you to help the genius of me, right? To, uh, to move on. Cause I know when there's five people in a room, what is the, what's your dynamic? What is it that makes, you know, Scott go, boom, we are the ones to go with. Yeah. You know, I, I think as much as possible, it is, you, you can't speak to everybody all the time, right? Each one of those five individuals has their own needs, their own desires, their own challenges. So as much as you can, I believe in sales, there's no such thing as too many conversations, okay. right? The more that you are talking with people and getting at the heart of what's going on and triangulating too, right? Especially if you're talking in, in a multi tier organization, right? Where I'm, I'm doing some level of work with the managers and then I'm talking to the VPs and then I'm, I'm having another level of conversations at the C-suite. A lot of times I can level up those conversations and take what I learned from the managers about the day-to-day and what's happening in the field and validate that with the VP. It's, and that, that gives me some level of credibility as well. Like, wow, you really know our business. You understand what's going on. A lot of times I'm able to bring things to them that maybe they haven't heard because when, when, when you're in that type of a structure, it, it's only the good news that comes up. Sometimes, you know, the, the, we've sort of hidden and tucked away the, the bad Right. The stuff that's embarrassing to put out. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, you know, if, if I can sort of speak truth and, and bring those insights to the executive level, they're like, geez, wow. Okay. Now you've got some really good ideas of, of what's going on. So the more that you can do that, the more that you can take those five individuals and understand them right? Understand the human. What are they trying to do in their career in this role? What's the needle that they're trying to move? Then I can sort of speak to that. And sure, there, there may be some presentation, you're going to have to touch on different things. But if that's your only shot, if you're trying to address five different sets of, of desires in one meeting, good luck. Right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I just want to make sure I wasn't actually destroying it every time I walk in. So uh, that's a fantastic thing. Okay, so I've got the first thing we got to worry about is our mindset and our belief in our self product, everything going on. Uh, The second part is I got to have a consistent process. Okay, now my two cents would be because if I do the same thing over and over again, I can determine what works and what doesn't and what needs to be tweaked. Correct? Exactly right. Exactly. Perfect. So I got mindset and I got process. Those are the two things that we're looking at right now. So what's the third thing? And I'm sure we're going to throw a little extra in at the end. But what's the third thing you think is going to what salespeople today need to have to be successful? So you've got to find your own secret sauce. So here's the thing. This is what we were talking about earlier. This, This idea that we all sell differently. We all have different strengths, different weaknesses. We all have different personalities and approaches and everything else. And it's really, I don't think that there's a way, when, when I speak with groups, I often talk about, I can't give you the recipe. There isn't one, right? If, if there were a, a silver bullet, I promise I would have found it by now, but there Absolutely. isn't, right? right? What I can give you is the ingredients and you're just going to have to experiment, right? As in, and that process that you're building is one that you're going to refine and tweak and tweak and tweak and just trying to make it a little bit better all the time. And that's where listening to the show and reading books and going to conferences and, and finding mentors and other folks that, that are in this space with you and learning from each other so that you can continue to make those incremental improvements and figure out 
what works for me? Because that's what I have found right through dozens and dozens of these interviews with the best of the best. I mean, people selling, I, I interviewed Jamal Reimer, who's closed three deals worth over $50 million a piece. Nice. I talked with Brandon Fluharty earlier this year. Brandon's at Live Person. He sold $11 million of annual recurring revenue. So that's $11 million that happens every single year. He's done that in just the last two years, making a, a nice seven-figure income for himself in the process, right? Did you ask him how he lives on that? <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got to scrape wow, by. He is definitely doing meal prep. Yeah, <laughs> taking it with absolutely, them. absolutely. But all of those folks stylistically are all over the place, right? There, they, there's not no commonalities, right? There are some fundamental things that we're all doing, right? Hard work is table stakes, right? If you think that there's a four-hour work week, like I'm just going to work so smart, that's not a thing, right. right? It's it's smart and hard and all of these things, but you've just got to figure out like what is your essence? What is it that makes you you that people are going to want to, because we buy from people. I don't buy from companies, right? right? So you are what makes the difference. And you've got to find a way to really expose that and leverage that and take advantage of the unique things that only you can do that are going to create that memorable experience that people enjoy buying from you. They want to refer their friends and have them buy from you, right? And, and not this, you know, I, I'm just really good at taking advantage of, of people. It's just not what sales is anymore, right? Re regardless of what the movies might be showing you. Right. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. So I've got from you, I got my mindset and my belief. I've got the process and then I've got developing my own recipe for the secret sauce. That's it. Right? So it's going to be unique to us. So if you had the chance to say one thing to somebody who's sitting on the fence saying, I don't know if I want to get into sales or not, what's the one thing you tell them? And no, this is not anything you knew was coming your way, but you're an Ingram. Sales is kind of our thing. So. Yeah. You know what I would tell them? I would tell them to talk to other successful salespeople. And so before, I mean, that's a big leap, right? I mean, you're, you're talking about a, a career change type of, of decision, right? Before you go do that, talk to people that are doing it, right? And especially if you've sort of identified this is the type of product or the type of company that I want to sell for, that's going to help you a lot to kind of narrow things down because, I mean, talking to a sales guy, that's, that's pretty nebulous. There's a whole range of, of different types of sales. But narrow it down to what, what would you be interested in selling? And going back to the belief thing, what could you get really passionate about, right? What do you love? What's, what's your fiat, right? Find that and then go talk to the people that are selling fiats and say, hey, what's this like? You know, what does what your day-to-day -day look like? And see if that resonates with you and maybe find a way to, to try, you know, is, is there a lower risk way that you can spend a weekend and, and just give this a shot and see, or at least shadow somebody and see what this is like. Cause until you're in it, it's so hard to really understand what this job is and what all is involved. And it takes a while to pick it up. I think that's the other thing is if you are going to go down and, and go down this path of becoming a sales professional, just recognize you've got to be patient. This is not something that you pick up overnight and you're going to be amazing in three months. It's just, that's not a thing. This, this is years of, of development before you're going to be good and, and on your way to great. 
Fantastic. Scott, can you take a couple seconds, throw a commercial out for yourself? I want to know, I want everybody who's listening to the Sales Genius Podcast to know where they find Scott Ingram and the most relevant information that Scott puts out for them. Yeah, well, let me, let me give you kind of the progression. I think the best gateway drug is daily sales tips. So if you're listening to this podcast, I've got another podcast for you. And I created this because the two best things about sales success stories, which is my, I call my primary podcast, are also the two worst things about that show. So number one, I only interview those, those number one individual contributors, which precludes me from talking to a lot of people. Most people aren't qualified uh, to be on that show. The other thing is we go super deep. The last two interviews I've done that on that show have been an hour and 45 minutes long. So it can be really intimidating. We, I, I'm telling you, we go super deep. So daily sales tips is, is the exact opposite. It happens every single day. The average episode on there is maybe five minutes. So you can just get in there, check it out, see if that resonates. Sometimes I'll, I'll pull clips from the bigger interviews that I'm doing on sales success stories. It's a great way to just start to engage with my content. And if it resonates and you like it and you like the things that we're talking about, go deeper in, into sales success stories. And, and then if you're all in, if you believe the way that I do, that you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with, uh, which is something I didn't do really my entire career. I heard that quote comes from Jim Rohn. Right. Uh, I heard that quote for, for years, but I never really truly intentionally acted on it until I started the podcast. And that's why I created the summit because everybody that's at the summit are the top 1% performers that have been on the podcast. So it's an opportunity for us all to learn from each other and really elevate our game. So that's, that's really the ideal progression. You can find everything at top1.fm, all the podcasts, the books, connect with me on LinkedIn, all the goodness. Fantastic. I, I'm a firm believer in the, uh, the five people you surround yourself with. Um, I actually became part of a, an association which was called Next Level by Association. So it's an intentional peer group of people that are business owners and people that have bring, come together one night a week or one night a month and a guest speaker comes in like a, a Les Brown or right, a Tommy Baylor and stuff like And they come in and share the behind the scenes stuff with us. And it's amazing to the fact that you can sit back and talk to somebody you would never have a reason to be in a room with. And, and, and learn from that. And I think that your success summit provides that opportunity for people as well, is how do I get around the one percenters? How do I get around a Scott Ingram where we could actually sit, sit near each other and I could at least glean something off of you? Because if you put all those one percenters in one room, guess what? Everybody who's at 70% can jump up to 80% to 90%. And I applaud you for putting that together. And that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank those, you. Yeah, that's, those that's, that are trying that's the to goal. Sharpen the blades, right? Yeah, we're we're all we're all trying to get better. And and what's fascinating to me is the people that jump on it the fastest are the people that you would think need it the least. The least. Right? It's it's those that you know they're getting ready to come on my podcast. I'm like, hey, I've got this other thing I do. And literally the last time I did that, before we even disconnected the call, they paid the whatever it was at the time. The price keeps going up, but they paid right. eight hundred dollars. To, to come to the summit. I hadn't even hung up yet. That's how committed they are to their own success. That's the difference yeah. between, between the I, best of the best and everybody else. I, I have a friend of mine that's a, it's an author. Her name's Kimberly Slavic. And we were having a discussion and hopefully she doesn't care that I just share, I'm sharing this. But um, to, your, to your point, which was great, the, there's certain people that take action immediately, right? And that's going to be one of those people that belongs in a sales thing because you value, I value, are the five people we associate most with value improvement 
of ourselves and we don't have to do that. But Kimberly was talking to one group of people that she went and talked to a, like five times the size of the traditional group and nothing happened out of it other than some great video reels, <laughs> right? And, and some snippets. Then went to another organization and sold out on her book and people sign up for individual coaching and all this other stuff. And when she called me, she said, I'm trying to figure out what did I do wrong in this one, in this clip? And then I looked and I said, talking to the wrong audience. Right. Right. How many, yeah. how many times have you told somebody, Hey, success summits coming up over here. This is what it is, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, Oh really? How much is it? And as soon as you said anything over like $12, <laughs> right. They were like, Oh wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you know, what's, what's interesting. I mean, for that exact reason, right. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge believer in quality over quantity. And I really, I don't push hard in selling the summit, right? Because pe the, the right people are drawn to it. And, and those that aren't like, I'm not interested in trying to convince you because you're not my people. Absolutely. Oh, that was, that's the note to end on. I there am not here to convince the wrong people to be better than who they are. Wow. Thank you, Scott. I do appreciate you and taking the time out of your day because I know you're busy. It probably cost you a lot of business talking to me instead of something else. But I appreciate you investing in my audience and helping those individuals that are trying to get better. And so, uh, as you had said before, it's what top1.fm to find everything about Scott Ingram and everything that's there. And I encourage you all to, as soon as you stop listening to this podcast, to jump right on over into the, the library, search for it, and find the Daily Tips podcast with Scott Ingram. So I thank you all, and Scott, I do appreciate you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thanks for choosing to spend your time with us here at the Sales Genius Podcast. If your company is looking to increase sales or is having an event that would benefit from one of the Sales Genius team members attending, please look us up on the web at salesgenius.live, salesgenius.live. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the channel, and share it out to the world. Until next time, remember more deals, more money, more happy. Now go out there and close a deal.